1: Well, hey, everybody. We're back. It's been a couple of weeks off. Charlie, I don't know if you feel rejuvenated or not. I do a little bit. We, uh, we decided to get away from...
0: <laughs> I feel rejuvenated. I feel quite rejuvenated after last night, Bart. My Irish going up to Knoxville. <laughs> How was that? Um, now, look, still got another big one to come, right? Still got another big game out there. I hate I, – I, I'm just – you know, I know you had an intro. I know you wanted to say a few things. But I've, I've got something on my heart I need to get off before we get going.
1: Hey, we're all Notre Dame fans this weekend, so go ahead.
0: Even my most devout Southern Baptist are on board with the Catholic lads from northern Indiana right now. But let me, let me just say this, Bart, because I, this has kind of been sitting on me, and I have felt bad about this for quite some time. You and I did a show about 2 years ago and in that show we had some things to say about Vanderbilt. We took issue with Tim Corbin. We took issue with the scholarships. We took issue with the turf mound with the whole Vandy boys thing.
1: Well, with a football team dancing on the dugout. Yeah, we we Those are choir boys, man. We we
0: said some things and 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 I think at one point even talked about them kind of taking baseball in a a bad direction and setting a bad example. And at one point I kind of held Vanderbilt out as being kind of the worst in the country. And and I want to apologize to the city of Nashville, to Tim Corbin, (laughs) to the director of athletics and all associated with the University of Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt University. What are they? It doesn't matter. They got a new logo. Um they're not the worst in their own state, and in fact, they are the rookie ball version of Tennessee's major leagues.
1: Well, and um, and I was going to touch on it a little bit, and and yeah, I was I was kind of pulling for uh, Notre Dame last night. And this is a Saturday morning show, and Charlie and I have kind of met up. We're outside and the birds are chirping. It's a beautiful Saturday morning here in Starkville, and so I watched that game last night, and and uh, I listened to some of it on the Varsity app. And say, hey, I was, that's one of the things that a lot of people don't know about. Is I was driving back from Birmingham in the first five innings, I, I popped on the Varsity app, which is a Learfield app. And you can go on and listen to any game that's going on at that time. And, of course, Learfield – Bought IMG a couple of years ago, so it's essentially just about every single game going on. You can listen to it on the radio through your uh, through your phone, and I did that last night and listened to the Tennessee broadcast until I got home and watched the last few innings. But um, Charlie, I, mean, I don't want to sound like a get off my lawn type of guy, and here, here's where I here's where I've got a problem, and it's not just Tennessee; it's where we're going, and that stuff filters down. And it has filtered down. It's beginning to filter down. It has for the last couple years. I don't know if you remember this, but we were doing a show a couple years ago, and I was talking about my son, who at the time was nine years old. And one of the great things about watching a guy like Jake Mangum, a guy like Tanner Allen, and guys of that nature, is what they do when kids are watching. You know, we, we talk so many times about how you're, you're, most influenced, you're most influenced when you're 10 to 12 years old, I think it's especially in sports. And I remember Sims running a ground ball out to first base and just getting after it and beating it out. And I was like, dude, that's, that's what I'm talking about, man. He said, I did that because Jake Mangum does that. I did that because Tanner Allen does that. Well, this past year we're on a field, and he's catching, and he throws a guy out at third. And he waves the guy down. He pulls his right hand out, and he waves at the guy. And I get all over him. I mean, just get all over him. What are you doing? That's embarrassing. Well, Dad, I see it on TV. And I'm not going to call out the name, but that's what I see. And so, man, there are so many people that watch this junk that's going on now. And when is it going to – I keep on saying this, and I don't want to call out anybody in particular. I just – As much as we put emphasis on in this league about how you handle yourself, I just can't believe the league office hasn't put a stop to this junk. Yeah, and I want to point something out
0: because one of the things that you hear people say all the time is, I don't have time for your unwritten rules. You know, stop the old man unwritten rules. Class is not an unwritten rule. Unwritten rule means don't walk between the catcher and the pitcher. Unwritten rule has to do with – you don't yell at a guy uh, when you're passing him. You know, you don't take a jab step at somebody who's trying to catch a pop-up. You, you get out of the first baseman's way if you're the first base coach. Although we didn't always do that down in Florida. Nick <laughs> Anyway, but those are unwritten rules of baseball. Not flipping a guy off is not an unwritten rule. Now, so then what do you see on Twitter? And, by the way, here's the thing. Like, this isn't taking shots at Tennessee. I mean, they they want this. This is this is by design. They have decided to become, like, the Iron Sheik of college baseball. That's the
1: Miami a, of the 1980s in football. Yeah,
0: I mean, th- this is what they're asking for. So there's no reason to be – they're wearing shirts that say classless versus convicts. I mean, they're steering into the skid here. And so this isn't like, I can't believe you're saying this. They're asking for this. Um, But when I look at it, the thing that just gets me is we've gone past unwritten rules and we've just gotten down to basic class. And they say, well, what about your guys who did this? What about when, you know, we had a football player flip somebody? I don't like that either. That's the difference. The difference isn't that they do it and we haven't. The difference is whether as an administration, whether as a coaching staff, whether as a school you embrace it or you're willing to – it's kind of a microcosm of society right now. Let's think about a political party. Right now, and this isn't politics, but we Uh-oh. live in a world where people now, whether it's their football team, whether it's their political party, whether it's their great aunt, they're not going to criticize their own team no matter what. And I think now and then it's okay just to close the door and say, guys, this we ought to be
1: better than this. So – Anyway, that was game one last night, and so they, they play game two this afternoon. And uh, as we said, we're recording the show on a Saturday morning.
0: And Tennessee is going to come back, win the next two by 20 runs. and They're going to do it without Drew Gilbert. And then there's going to be the you guys got to live with it. And, and I, Look, I'm not – here's the other thing. I want to be clear about this. I don't hate the University of Tennessee. I mean, like if we were doing the rankings of schools across the country, I don't like. Now, they're kind of – you know, there's a bullet bomb right now in the. In yeah. The, if you do know the old music charts, you know what that means. Basically, you're you're rising in a hurry. Um, but I've never like. You know, I like Peyton Manning. I like Johnny Majors. I, you know, wasn't always a Phil Fulmer guy, but I liked you know T. Martin. You know, I'm not anti. Even like Peerless Price, I'm not anti-Tennessee. <laughs> no,
1: and and here's
0: the thing. I I think a they lot gave of us all the Colquitts. I mean, <laughs> the, they're not bad like, people. Like nineteen they, of them. They're they're just. They're misguided right now.
1: I've got a few Tennessee fan, uh friends, and sent them text last week after winning the regional, and all three sent a text back, and they were pretty embarrassed by the way that their their teams are acting. And I go back to the point, Charlie. Hey, we've 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 had our share. We've done it. I don't like it at that time. Yeah, this it, isn't being hypocritical. No, 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 not at all.
0: And being and hypocritical is when you won't call out your own team. You and I have come on this show and said, "Man, I don't like that." Hey, look, if you listen to our last show, we were saying there was stuff we didn't like.
1: Yeah, and, and two, and this is, I understand that you want the game to be fun. Well, you guys are just curmudgeons. You don't want to see the game. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, y'all want to take the fun out of the game. There's a big difference. There's a big difference in having fun in the dugout and having fun with your team and a big difference in when you try to flip the script and target it toward the guys you're playing.
0: Is attacking an umpire, I say attacking, is cussing an umpire on the field in the middle of an at-bat fine?
1: Did you see the uh, – did you see where the uh, the crew chief, crew chief came out and said that was that they had gotten on to Drew Gilbert coming in from center field and said, hey, you better watch your mouth. And then later in the game, that's when, you know, the expletive started. Frank Anderson, the, uh, the pitching coach, second time this year, he's been thrown out of a game, probably should have been thrown out of more um, – you know, i I go back to Tony. He's a great coach, man. And Tennessee is a great – I, I know we spent a lot of time talking about Tennessee. They are a great – they are a generational talent-type team. Um, but Frank Anderson has been a cannon, loose cannon this year. In the dugout, just about every other game, Tony's the same way. And so, anyway, hey, I I just wish they would get their stuff together because they're – they're, aside from that, I
0: like their team. They're good enough okay. to be. I mean, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, have yeah, to enjoy the was, play.
1: So, I mean, so one of the things that um, you know they were talking about on the broadcast last night, Charlie, is about uh, the uh, they're getting a transfer from uh, Kansas coming in, and there's a lot of stuff out there as far as NIL stuff. You know, the people are talking about with him, and and with the transfer portal and everything else, and of course, let's this, this kind of navigate this back to us and. You know, we said a couple of weeks ago we're going to have some guys that, that leave. And, um, hey, Braylon Skinner, thank you. Um, there are several guys that have left the program. You wish them well. I'm not saying anything negative whatsoever about those guys. There are going to be guys going out, going to be guys coming in. I haven't seen – this is not a shot. I haven't seen anything at all. I've I've seen some message boards. I've seen some Facebook group posts. And some of those people, man, wow. Um Worried about guys leaving. I haven't seen anything yet that gives me heartburn.
0: I don't think there's been anything unexpected. I think the question, the real issue for us is going to be what happens after the middle of July? What happens when the draft takes place? You know, because there's a lot of guys I still believe are on the fence. I don't know what Preston Johnson's going to do. And I bet if you went and asked him, he doesn't know. And he probably has a preference, but I bet he doesn't know. I bet Luke Hancock doesn't know. I bet. Cameron James may not know. Although I you know, we all tend to think these guys have chances.
1: Kellum Clark. I mean that's yeah. a there's a guy that may have an outside flyer. And you know, that's um so you really don't know and like you said, this is kind of an unknown time. But and and a lot of those guys have have hit summer ball and going to play summer ball. Um, you know, we we've kind of replaced have we released as far as have they signed or we're just getting commitments right now from transfers. What, what's, what's, what's the word on that? I th- I
0: think it's just commitments right now. Th- there's a lot that goes into you sign, you know, when you're coming out of high school, you sign a letter of intent. And then and that is binding on both. Later, though, you get into what's called, if you're a transfer, a grant and aid, and that will close you off to other schools in the conference, maybe not other places. So it's a little more of a delicate process, but they're basically in the fold.
1: You know, and – Here's the thing about we we always talk about the big bad NCAA. Sometimes you know they they break out reports and uh, they confuse everybody. And we have one a couple weeks ago or a month or two ago talking about how that you know they they're looking to do away with partial scholarships. And you wouldn't believe the number of people that I've talked to in the last 2 weeks who have said, "Hey, they're they're going to get the baseball scholarship deal squared away. They're on full scholarship now." No, no, no. They're not. They they're not. Um, and so there's a lot of factors that go into whether a guy comes back and what you're looking for from a transfer standpoint.
0: Hey, did you see, by the way, that Coach Polk has come out? Did you see the article? (laughs) No, I didn't. All right, so Coach Polk has basically said that he wants NIL to be capped and to do away with the transfer portal, and here's the only thing I'd say, and I would say this with Coach Polk here. I mean, we can have fun with Coach Uh, Polk. And we do all the Uh, time. But the, the one thing I would tell Coach Polk is, he might help if he would start to advocate the position that he disfavors, okay? <laughs> help. The, try to help the other side, and you may get what you want. I mean, because cause your batting average with the NCAA, it's it's below the Mendoza line.
1: Yeah, and so uh, I actually sent him a text um uh, night before last. You know, and he's got – he has zero numbers in his phone. And I sent him a text – and then he replies back in all caps because he has the flip phone. And he doesn't understand how to put lowercase in the caps. This is just full disclosure here. Who is this? And so I'm like, oh, buddy. So, you know, I, I've called him before, and then I send him a text, and he'll say, who is this? And I'll say some obscure name. I mean, at one time I said I was Skip Burtman. I've said, you know, I was, you know, anybody. And he'll be like, hey, Skip, hey, you know, he has no clue whatsoever. And, and that's kind of why I was ribbing him a little bit about. Uh, I saw the, the headlines of the article, but I didn't read it. And uh, anyway, he's in Danville, Illinois right now, in uh, the Danville Dans. So, yeah, I saw where he's got an opinion on it right now, and everybody's got an opinion on it. And some people like the NIL stuff, some people don't like the NIL, NIL stuff.
0: But here's the thing, saying you don't like NIL is like saying you don't like gravity. It's happening. It's It's, it's here. Yeah, you, know, you can like that the sun comes up early or late, but but it is you can like daylight savings time or not.
1: And one thing you know, if if you're looking at the transfer portal right now, and everybody's always has, has talked all year long about, man, we just need to hit the portal. It looks like we are right now. We need a lot of pitching. Is you know you start looking at nil opportunities that, that the the previous team has had, and you think that that may play a, a factor into you know some of those decisions, and you hope it is. And so, uh, hey, let's
0: look real quick and talk some about these other games going on, other
1: series going on. Oh, I thought this was a Notre Dame show today.
0: Oh, it will be. Man, I'm telling (laughs) you right now. I don't know what you've got going on tonight. I don't know where you're going to be tomorrow. But if 2 o'clock today Notre Dame comes out and wins a baseball game, if i got to do it myself – there will be an episode, <laughs> uh, and it will start with the fight song, end with the alma mater. We're, we're we're going all in.
1: So, we had those post-game rap shows last year. So, what are you going to do, like, tonight and say Notre Dame wins, and you can't get in touch with me? You want to call your friend Steve Stanley and Paul O'Toole, and those guys, and just have a show yourself? You know, I
0: might do it. We might break it down, talk about Link Jarrett. Hey, by the way, Notre Dame's coach, Florida State, that, that was newsworthy. Mike Martin Jr. let go as the baseball coach at Florida State after, what, three seasons? Yeah and Mike Martin, Jr., I believe, and Link Jarrett were actually roommates. They were
1: roommates at Florida State. And
0: Now, I personally believe that Link Jarrett is a really good baseball coach, and you say, well, why do you think that? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, he's put together a really good program in South Bend. That was a good team who came here last year. They were better than some teams we faced in Omaha. They are a good program, and it's a tough place to be good. You play your whole first four or five weeks on the road. He, there's no weather to play ball up there that time of year. And I think he's going to come to the south. The question is, does he go to Florida State? If he leaves Notre Dame, you know, obviously Notre Dame would love to keep him. But if he leaves Notre Dame, I almost hope he goes into the ACC because I don't really want to have to deal with him in our league. I no. think he's an outstanding baseball coach.
1: I do. And it also brings back the point, you know, I've I've talked to so many coaches who have said, there is a situation of being too early to go back home because what's the end game there? You rarely see guys that are going to be around programs fifteen to twenty years anymore. You're just not going to see it and so then the question is, is it too early to go back home now, everybody knows that Mike knew that at the time that Mike Martin jr. was going to take over for his dad and and I'll say this. And I know, you know, it's easy to poke fun at Florida State. They've never won a national championship. And, yeah, I know the decision they made with, you know, pitching to McNamee and bringing that guy back a couple of years ago. But everybody I've ever talked to has had nothing to say but great things about the Martin family, whether it be senior or junior. And it's just one of the things about sports. Sometimes, you you know, you just don't get it done and you have to move on to the next. So you kind of wonder if it's still now, you know, Link Jarrett's – He's a mid-40s guy, right?
0: Yeah, he's not old. Who was it that was so impressed with Link Jarrett? Was it Ray Tanner that we talked to
1: that went on and on about Link Jarrett? Because he was at South Carolina for a year or two. You know, he and Scott Fox all coached together for a year at Auburn. And, you know, we talked about that last year. And so the guys, he has some ACC ties. He has a little bit of SEC ties. Um, Then the question becomes, you know, does he want to wait it out? The thing about Notre Dame And I know it's tough weather early in the year. But, of course, you've got the national draw of the school. Getting kids in a Notre Dame education means a lot. And I'm not saying that just because you're here, even though I poke fun at you all the time. But it is a gateway school. I mean, it is a school that you can pull in. You can go get the best kids in the Midwest, Northeast, or even anywhere in the country. You can get a lot of great kids to go to Notre Dame and play baseball.
0: Did you see the stat that of their starters yesterday, all but one was already a graduate? Really? And it goes back to something we talk about in football all the time in particular, age wins.
1: Yeah. So um, you look at the other series I saw last night where A&M walked it off against Louisville uh, late in that game. A&M's a team that's kind of turned it around early in the season. They had some tough losses everybody's pointing to Jim Schlossnagel and Texas A&M and saying, hey, told you so. I mean, you can build a team with, with transfer guys. And they were tough early in the season. They had some bad losses. But, man, they have caught fire. and That team is gelled. And-
0: hey, get used to it. Texas A&M is going to be good in baseball again. Oh, yeah. Uh, and not just because of Jim Schlossnagel, but that's a place that I, I've said all the time that if people knew how much money Texas A&M has, we'd have never let them in the league. I mean, they're <laughs> They're flush with cash, man. We're about to
1: let Texas and Oklahoma in the league.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, though, that'll cause a little internal fight over there. They can help battle it out with each other. Um, yes, A&M, you feel pretty good. They'll get one of the next two there playing at home. That game, by the way, at 3 o'clock today. Arkansas, North Carolina. I, I have not given up on Arkansas yet. They get started today. At the awful time of 11 a.m., mm. I have not given up on Arkansas. I think that's a team that can still get hot, and I think that's a team that can – it's not crazy to say that Arkansas wins that series.
1: No, not at all. I'm and not picking them necessarily, but it's not crazy. Because, you know, they've gotten hot. They had so many difficulties early in the season at the plate. Their defense, especially in the middle of the infield with more in battles, you have to say is the best – you know, middle infield in college baseball as far as offensively and defensively. And so I view North Carolina, and I may be wrong for saying this, I view North Carolina very similar to as I do Texas. Um, you know, good school, but very um, – I don't think of blue collar when I think of North Carolina. I don't think of a raucous atmosphere when I think of North Carolina.
0: Um. Hey, did you see? By the way, you, you're familiar with the dust up with the Arkansas catcher. And oh, the, the, and the radio, guy. radio guy who basically called him. You know, he's a grad transfer. He called him a rental player, a one year guy, and that was the nicest thing that he said about him. But did you see his NIL deal that he's Michael got, with Turner the rental, got this rental you know, company? Yeah, Castle Rental and Pawn. He's their official D1 rental baseball player of the year. <laughs> and you know what? I like that. Um, I like that the kid can smile about it. What a what a clown that guy was, by the way.
1: Yeah, that's where we've gotten in sports radio. You know, who, yeah, I was
0: going to say, hey, we've, we've taken the gloves off for some teams. Uh, a lot of people putting on the headsets. or You know, and, and you go back to how do things filter down, turn on the TV in the afternoon. The whole premise is to argue with each other about things.
1: Yeah. All right, who else is playing? You've got, um, you got Ole Miss and Southern Miss. They start today. What's the
0: what – where does the Southern Miss to the top thing come from? To the top. Yeah, I mean, is that just the best somebody came up with one afternoon or is that – Is that a
1: part of their fight
0: song? Is it got something? Maybe that's where it comes from.
1: Uh, it may be a part of their fight song.
0: Um, you know what? I'm pulling for Scott Berry. And that's not – I'm not saying – I'm. it's not anti-Ole Miss. I, I'm, look, I'm still one of the guys who thinks Mike Bianco is a good baseball coach. Yep. That may be the most controversial thing I've said today. But I think Mike Bianco is a good baseball coach. I think Scott Berry is a good baseball coach. If you could just disassociate, you know, from your allegiances, that's an intriguing matchup.
1: I tell you what, I think you're going to see a lot of home runs. I don't know if they're microwaving the baseballs or what they're doing right now, but the ball is jumping everywhere, and it may be launch angle, maybe you know the way the, your offensive approach to the plate. But Ole Miss is a team that can hit home runs in a hurry. Southern Miss is a team that can hit home runs in a hurry. And I would have to give the edge maybe a little bit to Southern Miss on the mound because Tanner Hall has been so good this year. But Deluce has been good too. Um, I don't know. People have asked me all week, you know, what do you expect to see out of the series? It wouldn't surprise me at all if either one of these teams – won eight run games in back-to-back days. I it, agree with that. It wouldn't surprise me if this thing went three games and, you know, was nail-biters every day. I think this weekend um, the the question becomes how much pressure does Southern Miss put on themselves? The reason I think that that will not be a factor is because I think the way that Scott Berry approaches the game and approaches those players – We've had Scott on the show before, and um, he's one of my favorite people in, in, in baseball, without doubt. And so I, I would love to see, you know, I would love to see them win it. Um, and this is not a knock at old Miss in any way, but just what he has done in that program. And It's uh,
0: just kind of cool to see Southern Miss go to the World Series.
1: It is. And it was in 2005, 2007, 2008 yeah. when they went down there. So Texas and East Carolina, did you see where David Pierce came out Earlier in the week, before they got there, and said, "This place is tough to play. It's awful the way they treat people, and the way that they acted last week against Louisiana Tech, and um, and <laughs> I just man, you talk about a program. I go back to what I said about North Carolina a minute ago. That's a soft program, man. They are so soft. And I tell you this, I um, uh, you know, Ivan Melendez has had a great year, man. That cat hit over thirty home runs." And uh he has been really good. But I hope that North Carolina or I hope that East Carolina doesn't hit him in the butt because they may hurt Kendall Rogers. <laughs>
0: well that's <laughs> that's Yes. I'll just leave that alone. Uh Texas, what what are you doing? Why why do you why do you say that coming in? I mean, what what's the end game there? W- I don't what know. is the point? Who do you think you're calming down?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, ratchet it up a little bit more. So you know. Um, and so. Oregon State and Auburn. Um, That's going to be
0: a late one. Yeah, Glad it I'm is. Not doing the postgame on that one. They don't start till 10 o'clock.
1: Ugh, man. Hey, they're playing well right now, man. Auburn offensively has been really, really good over the last couple weeks. And, um, you know, you start talking about Butch and you start talking about Scott Berry and, man, th- those guys <laughs> have. They're the anti Tony Vitello.
0: So if we were making our list, I told somebody the other day, if we were making our list of opposing coaches who have been really good to you and me, Lane Burrows, yep. Scott Berry, Butch Thompson, and basically his whole staff. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, man, I hate sounding negative about baseball earlier. I feel bad now. We, we had Nick on the show. He was great. Of, Nick Benjion was great. And, you know, in fact, uh, one of our good friends saying, man, wish he'd been on longer. Yeah. Um, you know, there's. There's a lot of good guys in baseball.
1: Yeah, we've had Ray Tanner on the show. Well Ray, he was great too. Ray Ray was Ray was good and you know, the thing about hey, bas- Darren
0: Schoenrock who is Der- uh, leaving Memphis. Yep. Uh stepping down. Jim Case. And, yeah, both those guys have been great. And, and look, Rock, you know, Darren Schoenrock spent time at Mississippi State, just a good dude. Um there's a lot that's the thing that you love about baseball. You talk about it all the time. Um I even think about the high school coaches we've gotten to know. I mean, how many guys, are, they're just good dudes, and they compete their tails off against each other, but they have respect for each other. There's a camaraderie in the game of baseball that I don't think you find other places. I mean, you never thought about going to the SEC meetings and saying, hey, where's everybody sitting in the baseball room? Yeah. You know, you have that discussion in the, in the football room. Oh, my gosh, he's sitting next to so-and-so.
1: Is it because you have so many, so many kids? Your recruiting your recruiting base is so large. I mean, there are so many kids playing baseball.
0: I think there's so many highly talented kids playing today that you know, there's a lot of really good players playing at Jacksonville State. Yeah, I mean playing I, at Belmont. How many
1: times at- have we heard a coach say, Hey, or out on a recruiting trail, hey, there's this left handed and call another coach and say, Hey, let me tell you something. I saw this left handed kid over in, you know, East Point and I'm full on left-handed pitching this year, but I know you got a spot. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I mean they 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 push kids to other places, and uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird baseball's just it's it's different. It's different.
0: And that, there's just something about that you want to preserve. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see that die.
1: So we got the Road Dogs tour this week, Tuesday.
0: What is it, Tuesday? Tuesday, two places on Tuesday, then Wednesday and Thursday.
1: So going to Olive Branch and say Greenwood, I think, on Tuesday. That's right. And it's going to be Mike Leach, Chris Jans, and Sam Purcell. And um, I'm going to go with them. I'll be there. You're going to be there as well. And uh, we're going to have kind of roundtable discussions. And so go to uh, hellstate.com. look through there, and find the information on the uh, Road Dogs tour. And so we'll uh, we'll go to Jackson one night, we'll go to Gulfport one night. And um hey, hope you guys can make your plans to uh, to be there for that. Uh football is kind of on the horizon right now. I mean, it's countdown on right now for football, under 3 months to go. And um so you hadn't gotten your season tickets. Hey, you know, it's going to be we've got the uh, the game times for the first few games. We uh, we got a night game that first game, which is great, playing Memphis that uh that opening weekend at night, we go the second weekend on the road to to Arizona. Thank goodness we're playing like at ten o'clock at night. I know people hate to see that as far as it's watching it
0: starts at night it will end in the morning.
1: Yes, but the the positive is is it's not going to be too hot out there, um, you know, for your players, and playing in too much heat at night. And then the I think I think the third weekend we're we'll playing at LSU. To me, I think that LSU game is going to be be the pivot point of the season and kind of let you know what you've got. It's going to be early in the year for uh, for Brian Kelly. So, yeah, hey, it's, uh, we're about to hit the summertime. For us, what we're going to try to do, and I know we just took a couple weeks off, and it was much needed. We went to the beach last week, Charlie, and um, I, uh, I'm one of those guys that needs the SPF 150, and uh, I got it everywhere except the top of my feet. And there is no worse sunburn in the world than having it at the top of your feet. And, I man, I'm telling you, it was awful. I'm not a, I'm not a big beach guy. I don't like sand. And the beach is not the place to go if you don't like sand.
0: I don't like heat, sand, or water. Yeah. And they have all three in abundance. You talk about needing SPF 50, I just need the indoors. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, With a fan? Yeah, you know what I do? I pull, up a, I pull up a table, pull up a desk to the sliding glass door, the big window, whatever. And I get out my computer. I work a little bit, play on the Internet a little bit, and I can see it all. I just
1: don't have to be in it. So uh, I uh, I broached this subject with my kids. I was like, okay, if you had the the choice of beach or lake, and one said beach, the other said lake, I'm no doubt a lake guy. So I'm I'm assuming with what you just said, you're a lake more than beach.
0: I am, and I never thought I would be because I was never a beach guy terribly anyway.
1: I like some of the things that go with
0: the beach. I don't like being on the beach, but sometimes I like just kind of smelling the air, being down there, going to eat, that kind of thing. Um, but I never, I always resisted going to a lake. And then one time went with some friends over to Smith Lake and just loved it.
1: Yeah. We went to Seaside. you know what Seaside and Rosemary they remind me of? It's almost the cross between the Grove and the Neshoba County Fair. You know, okay. you, you know what I'm saying? You got the, you know. I'm just saying that right there. That's the mix: the Shelby County Fair and the Grove. I had a great time though. But um, anyway, going forward, Seemed like
0: a Grove kind of guy, I can see that.
1: Yeah, I fit in well. And um, so going forward in the summer, we'll we'll have one or two shows per week. Hey, we haven't talked about any <laughs> any of our great sponsors yet. Um, Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. And normally on our Sunday coffee, it's not having a Sunday coffee this week. And uh, we'll come back on Monday after all the Super Regionals are over.
0: No Notre Dame post game show is what you're telling me.
1: No Notre Dame. You can have the Notre Dame post game show all you want. Okay. And so, um, you know, we've never have we ever done Weiss Weiss a solo ruined, show. Charlie Weiss ruined Notre Dame for me. Okay.
0: Well, the, there's a whole rabbit hole I could go down there, and I'll just I'll just leave it alone. But so have we ever done a solo? I guess I did. I did the interview
1: with. Um, Greg Sankey
0: Greg Sankey and I did the interview with Paul O'Toole yeah I I did that one by myself you were gone then
1: I did an interview with Hardy just me and Hardy and we got a little loose and I had to edit out some stuff
0: you've still got like four hours with Johnny Majors that nobody's ever heard
1: hey speaking of Tennessee hey what if I released that today oh man you know to be honest with you I, I spent four hours with Johnny Majors rest his soul this has been three years ago he comes in, and Charlie Weatherly, you know, oh, long-time yeah. alumni director, Charlie Weatherly, and Charlie Weatherly says, hey, I, I know you may want to get some stuff with Johnny Majors. And so we sat down in the uh, the media room of the Coliseum for four hours, and I think I asked him three questions. I mean, he man, he talked, and he talked, and it was, some of the stuff was really good. And I asked him about, I said, let me ask you this question, because he was the head coach at Pitt, of course, when they won the national championship, and his – You know, one of his assistant coaches was a man by the name of Jackie Mm Sherrill. And I asked the question, said, how in the world did you come all the way to Mississippi and get Hugh Green? And he said two words, Jackie Sherrill. And I was like, okay, I'm not asking any questions. He said, you can ask them all day long, but I'm not answering them. (laughs) And so he had some very colorful things to say about Philip Fulmer that I've got on tape, and I will never let those see the light of day. But I still got them.
0: Maybe one day when the statue. Is expo- <laughs> you know, there's it's kind of like the lost recordings. Yeah, you know, <laughs> some big deal. I hope you've kept that at least.
1: Oh, I have. Yeah, I still have it. I still have it, and um, because I just thought it was cool sitting there. It was just me and him, and we just talked, just like this right here. And so we'll uh, we'll have shows, you know, a couple times a week throughout the summer, and then uh, over in the fall. You're not
0: setting the bar very high there. What? Man, well, you know, you you kind of are. You're kind of hedging a little bit. Even the. I mean, maybe one or two, a couple times a week. You know, we'll get to you when we can. Are you, Are you not willing to to commit here? Or what we,
1: what's What's the issue here? Last summer we had one show per week, and that was on Sunday. And sometimes we'd have guests. Now I will say this: the summer is longer this year than it was last year. <laughs>
0: yeah, whether well, is that.
1: <laughs> hey, I uh, went by Strange Brew this week, and um, you know, I was talking about Strange Brew, our, our our good friend Chad Tillman, who's with Tracks Plus. And Trax Plus has four locations, of course. Just drove by 459 in Birmingham, and I saw a big Trax Plus sign, and uh, so they're they're jumping into that Birmingham market as well. And so uh, Chris Weems and all those those guys over there are. Uh, you know, we've got the, the one in Columbus and Startville and Hickory and Summit, Mississippi and Alexandria, Louisiana. Now coming into Birmingham, going into another location pretty soon as well. And Chad, who who works a lot with their the rental business, they've gotten in the rental business as well as far as their equipment. And so Chad um, got me some free coffees at Strange Brew. And so anyway, um, we enjoyed that this past week in the office. And of course, Strange Brew, we. Uh, I've been going by – I went by there just about every day this week. And um, I'm uh, – I love Strange Brew, man. Love it. I went upstairs to the original location the other day, got some work done. I get more work done on the second floor of Strange Brew than I can in my office. Um, Not this time of year, but usually in the spring, because I don't get a whole lot of work done in my office because Coach Polk and Rocky Felker are walking in bothering me all day. But now Coach Polk is in Illinois this summer, so – Anyway, all right, Charlie, any uh, closing thoughts? Anything on your heart? No, I think I've gotten
0: it all out. Um, I would just say this. Keep the faith. We're uh, There's a lot going on, on the recruiting trail right now. feel pretty good that we're going to get pitching, although my motto is whatever you think you need, double it.
1: Yes. All right. Hey, I appreciate you guys listening in to us. It's good to be back. Just kind of a laid-back show today. Just uh, – not a whole lot going on for us. So, anyway, uh, we'll be back on Monday, Tuesday ish, somewhere in there, just talking about the College World Series and getting everybody into Omaha. And hopefully, we're talking about the Charlie's Notre Dame Fighting Irish and uh, Link Jared going to the College World Series. Hey,
0: by the way, that may keep him from going to Florida State, right?
1: Might do does it. a school,
0: you, you kind of wonder, does a school feel pressure to do something quicker?
1: I don't know. I don't know. That's something to think about. All right. Hey, appreciate you guys listening.